The message you are listening to was recorded by Campus Outreach Minneapolis, the college ministry of Bethlehem Baptist Church in Minneapolis, Minnesota, for the 2016 Twin Cities Project. More information about Campus Outreach Minneapolis can be found at cominneapolis.org. Well, happy to be with you guys. I think I'm a missionary, but I don't look like one. Uh, I was going to show you something here. The reason I'm dressed like this, uh, I'm on my way somewhere. You can't see this exactly, but this is a list of people I'm going rafting down the Cannon River with. And on this list of people that I'm going rafting down the Cannon River with, there are people from 17 different nations. Uh, The majority are from Iran and India, and then the other 15 nations. And there's about 20 young believers about your age, also in this group, that are going to go rafting down the river. And uh, I hope hope the clouds go away. So somehow that has to do with missions, and it has to do with uh, gospel ambition, uh, that, that the gospel would go to places and people who haven't heard it yet. And so in the cities, uh, as the theme that you guys are thinking about in the city here, in this city, you can reach the world. God could use you to reach the world. Because in this city, people come uh, from all over the world. For sh- I mean, there's people who come to live here, and then there's people who come to study here. And those people come and they go. They come and they go all the time. Uh, roughly speaking, within the city, there's about 10,000 people every year that are here as students from other countries. And they're coming from countries where you can't necessarily go freely. Uh, I mean, there are some countries you can go freely, but they're, they're coming from Saudi Arabia, and Oman, and Afghanistan, and Iran, uh, places where you couldn't necessarily go. So you probably, it sounds like, yeah, I don't know all you guys, but it sounds like you've read the New Testament. And you've probably read where Paul said he makes it his ambition uh, to make the gospel known where it's not known. And uh, if, if that's something that God's put on your heart, you could say, Lord, how about now? How about here? Is there a place in the world that you could use little old me? Um, that someone in another part of the world could hear the gospel? And here's just an example of it. When I first came, I was a school counselor for a long time. I'm really old. And uh, when I came here, I was like, okay, it was because I sensed God called me to the city and to the people that are coming from other countries. And so I get here, but, and, I, and I can kind of see him walking around the campus, but like, I don't know, how do I connect? And so I volunteered to teach a learning English class, and it was a learning English class from the Bible. And in that class, there was a lady named Shaolin, and she was a professor in a university in Beijing, and she taught the freshmen world religions. <laughs> that was her job, but she was on a little sabbatical. I don't know what exactly her deal was, but she was here for like six months. And she heard of this class learning English from the Bible, and she thought, perfect, because uh, I want to learn more about the Bible. She is a Buddhist, personally. Uh, but she thought, okay, here's my chance. Her English wasn't that great, hard to understand. But So we're just in a small group, reading the Bible. We'd read a passage, clear up the vocabulary, uh, take some observations, what does it mean? We're in the passage where it said, um, <clears throat> Zacharias says about John the Baptist, that he would go before the Lord to give people the knowledge of the forgiveness of their sins because of the tender mercy of our God. And Shaolin, when we got to that passage, she says, uh, wait a minute, I know, I know mercy, I know the word mercy, but what's tender? And there was this sister from 
Sister in Christ, a, a lady from somewhere, I don't remember her country, but big lady. Uh, she goes, mercy or tender? You know that word. It's what a mom has with her baby. And Charlene goes, God has that? <laughs> and uh, the lady says, the sister in Christ, yes, that's why there's forgiveness of sins, because of tender mercy. And Shaolin is like, and so we, she usually has a question like, well, in Buddhism, we say this, but this time she just zipped it. And uh, so we read another passage, and I look over, she's crying. <clears throat> I get emotional just thinking about it. <laughs> so, ignore my English. But um, when we stop reading again, she goes, you know, in Buddhism, <laughs> we feel like we're supposed to live up here, but, but I don't. I live down here. Like a lot, right? Um, but you say there's forgiveness. And uh, she goes, I think I feel, <clears throat> I think I feel. Her sister says, you feel hope. And uh, so for the rest of that four or five months, every time she comes, she goes, the twinkler and I remember tender mercy. Well, anyhow, she goes back to China, takes all the, her, one of her last statements with me, she goes, I don't know what to do. Uh, just telling me after class, I don't know what to do. Uh, I'm a Buddhist, but I love Jesus. <laughs> and, uh, <coughs> I said, well, you asked Jesus what to do about that. <laughs> <laughs> you can only marry one person. Um, so, <clears throat> uh, she took CDs, she took Bibles, she was going to use them in her class. Well, a few months later in her email, she said, today we watched the episode where Jesus died for all human beings. And I teared up my whole face. <laughs> and my students, <clears throat> they sat shocked. Um, I wonder if someday they will become his disciple too. And I'm thinking to myself, what the heck? I have no real desire to go to China. I mean, I like Chinese food and everything, but <laughs> it seems so crowded over there. And I don't really have a desire to go there, but here's these 18, 19 year old freshmen in China sitting in a classroom hearing the good news about Jesus. And, uh, and it happened over here, just over here at the U of M, where that little seed got planted. And I was just thinking about, you know, the dandelion, you've seen that. It's yellow and it's pretty, and then it turns into a white puff, which can also be, per also be pretty. But you give that a little puff, and those seeds, they travel everywhere, right? And uh, that's, what, that's what God is doing, I think, in the world today. He's bringing people here and the puffing the seeds all over the place. And so you can ask him, is there a way, is there a person? Because this isn't like a big, it's like what Campus Outreach says, it's very relational. It, it, it's hard. Um, there's a, a young man, kind of like in your situation, his name is Michael Chalmers. Uh, he just graduated from Iowa State, he's an engineer, came up here, uh, he's doing a startup company, but he started hanging out with internationals. Uh, and you know, the internationals just love this dude because he's, he's young, he's an engineer, uh, and he seems to like them. He's there. So he speaks English, which they want to learn better. He's an engineer, which a lot of those folks want to be. And uh, he's, God is just using him. He's only been doing this like for four or five months. But um, when he walks in the room, he's like, and so, I don't know for sure which exact person God is going to connect him real solid with, but 
He's moving. So this summer, or in your future days, because the fall will be here before you know it, even if you're not on campus, you can still be connected with people on campus. Um, just <laughs> when I left this morning, Hussein was at my house. Uh, he's from Libya, and he's here in the cities to take an English test. Uh, he's a student in North Dakota, where I came from originally, and a friend up there befriended his wife in a grocery store, like Nick was saying. And uh, so while he's here, he got an air file. <laughs> um, it's just those kind of connections that you just don't know. And uh, yesterday, my wife and I visited a Chinese couple that we met them nine years ago when we first came here. Uh, they didn't know anything about Jesus. And uh, yesterday, we got to see her <laughs> hold her baby, singing, Jesus loves me, <laughs> to this baby. And that's the sort of thing that can happen. That's the sort of God we serve. So there's ways to be connected. Uh, I saw on your schedule, sadly, that you guys meet on Thursday nights. That's when we have English class. <laughs> so skip it and come in. <laughs> but there's other ways to be connected. Uh, you could bail out today and go rafting with us. Uh, but we'll do other weekend summer stuff too. There's lots of ways to be connected. Is my email in there? I forget. So feel free to email me. Uh, I'm glad to see you guys uh, pursuing God and the, and the commission that he's given us. If someone was interested in doing like a copy language teaching, could you help pair Mary with love? Yeah, yeah, if you feel like, hey, I got some time, I could help someone practice English. Um, there are lots of students that are trying to improve their English so that they could go, go to the university. So they're always looking for native speakers. So. Yeah, if you email me and say, hey, I can, I can help somebody, I, can. I can't come on Thursday nights, but I can meet with them individually. Some of you guys might remember Conrad Etzel, he was a CEO guy at the U. Uh, he met faithfully with a Saudi guy uh, over every, I don't know, whatever night, every week he met, and they'd eat dinner, or they'd read the Bible, and they'd talk, and just regular. They still Skype, too. And they still Skype. Yeah. I ran into Ahmed the other day, and uh, Conrad is gone, and, and uh, we were just chatting. I said, well, you know, I haven't heard from Conrad for a while. And Muhammad says, oh, he's doing pretty good. <laughs> so, well, how do you know? <laughs> so, well, we, we Skype every week. We're still reading the Bible over Skype. <laughs> so, yeah, so there's some great connections there. Um, if you want to get connected to Saudi Arabia or whatever country God would have. So thanks for letting me come and share with you. And, and uh, Lord, blessings on you this summer. Okay, so that's a great opportunity. So we got Frank's email, phone number there. Uh, next up, Brendan's going to come talk about um, Phillips Club. I met Brendan the first time when he was living with Jared in Jared's house. And I know I knew his now wife um, from being connected at the, at the U of M, Anna. Just great people, great heart, and uh, love, love and vision. So come on, Brendan. All right. Well, I gotta say, I uh, I like. Um, it's just exciting to be here. I think about my college years. I was in the Navigators, which has a lot of similarities to Campus Outreach. Uh, but uh, most of my summers were spent taking classes and uh, even working a little bit. So I I actually later went on staff, and so I got to kind of catch up on all of my missed uh, cross-cultural projects and you know summer training projects. But 
I was part of a group like this each summer who was stuck in their city, but we still wanted to not waste our summer and uh, have a lot of fond memories. So I love what you're doing. I mean, you, you kind of have to humble yourself, though, I think, after you hear from everybody, because uh, omnipresence is just not a communicable attribute of God. You know, we don't share that with him. So you want to choose all three tracks, probably, but you've got to choose one. Uh, well, let me, let me share a little bit with you about... Um, my own personal background, our ministry, Phillips Club uh, for Kids and Youth, and then uh, kind of what we're up to this summer, what you guys would be uh, partnering with. I think just like Frank said, you know, whether you would be involved this summer or it would be something that God would place on your heart uh, in the future, there's there's still reason to think through, well, where would, where would God have me? So, uh, I, uh, like I said, I'm, I, I suppose officially you could call me the director for Phillips Club uh, for Kids and Youth, but honestly, we're, we're a volunteer-based uh, ministry, which is why um, one uh, reason why you guys could help a lot, because everybody has their own life going on. They're working full-time. They, uh, several of our volunteers are married. Uh, some have kids, and so we, we have a limited amount of time. But uh, the, the setup, the cleanup, the participation with what we're doing would be really served by young, energetic college students like yourself or recently out of college. So uh, Phillips Club has really officially been Phillips Club for almost two years now, but it originated out of one particular girl's vision to just minister to urban youth in our neighborhood. Uh, Phillips was just kind of just over 94 uh, from here. She wanted to do just get in relationship with kids in the neighborhood. So she started a cooking class in partnership with the local park. And honestly, to this day, we still have some of the kids who call it cooking class. And we haven't offered cooking classes for I don't know how many years. And sometimes I'll even have parents coming to me like, it's so great that you guys are teaching these kids to cook. And I'm just like, yeah, we, we love your kids. But we haven't got them to cook in, in a long time. So there's a little miscommunication about that. Um, but, but it has recently formalized uh, Mike Tong, if you know him, he's the pastor for uh, Outreach, the downtown campus. He said, you know what, I, I want to get behind you guys. We have all these resources at Bethlehem. Why don't we make you kind of uh, the premier uh, outreach ministry for urban youth? Not that there aren't people doing this in, in other uh, parts of Bethlehem. So he's kind of come behind us. We've started a, an after-school program on Monday nights. We... Uh, feed them a meal, we do a Bible devotion, we do games, and we have some academic time uh, on a good night. It can be chaotic uh, on, on any given night, and maybe those things all are accomplished, and maybe one of four or two of four are accomplished. But uh, we uh, are wanting to shift our ministry to be more of a, a mentoring relationship. Right now, it's kind of been a, a program we offer. We've met children uh, and their families in the park. We invite them in. We kind of get them signed up. Uh, but we want to move more towards really contextualizing what you guys have learned in campus outreach through discipleship into the lives of urban youth, which is drastically different, but still a lot of the same key things, okay? So here's our, here's our approach. Uh, if you've got your Bible, feel free to turn to this passage with me. Not, not necessary, but uh, I'm going to be reading from Mark 10 here. And uh, a few things to take away to think about um, urban youth outreach or just uh, ministry to children. So Mark 10, I'm going to read in verses 13 through 16. So you guys are probably familiar with the story. Jesus is uh, walking along, and uh, some people are bringing children to him, and his disciples uh, respond one way, and he responds a different way. So starting in verse 13, And they were bringing children to him, that he might touch them. And the disciples, who, uh, if you remember what you were like as a child, or maybe you've uh, interacted with children recently, knew that children are pretty much irritating, annoying. So the disciples rebuked them. But when Jesus saw it, he 
His annoyance was towards the disciples, right? Not towards the children. He was indignant and said to them, Let the children come to me. Do not hinder them, for to such belongs the kingdom of God. Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. And he took them in his arms and blessed them, laying his hands on them. And uh, I think what I encouraged through uh, that passage is, you know, the disciples and much of the world still today sees children as an interruption. And in fact, I, I have to confess, even at times in my own home, when the doorbell rings and I have things that I want to do, I don't want to answer the door because I know it's probably some kids from our neighborhood and I don't want to be interrupted. But Jesus comes to the disciples and says, hey, you think they're an interruption, but you are interrupting my ministry by preventing them from coming to me. Let them come. Let them come. They are annoyed at the children. Jesus is annoyed at his disciples for not letting the children come in. And uh, it gives us an, a, an idea of, of how we even have to approach them humbly, right? Uh, as children, knowing I too am a punk. I too require much patience. Uh, I too uh, need to be loved over and over and over again until I get it, right? Um, and that's, that's what uh, we need when we come alongside these children and what we're asking for from volunteers. The, uh, the beatitude, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven, comes to mind because as you come alongside what are, you could probably consider all of our children in poverty, all of them from single parent households, um, and you would, you would be tempted, and I am always tempted, and my wife as well, to have a Messiah complex, right? Let's go in there. I have been ministered to in campus outreach or personally through navigators, right? And let's go in and fix this neighborhood. Let's save them. But rather, um, you start to realize the poverty in your own heart overflows when you try to come alongside people and love them well. And I'm sure you guys have experienced that in your own relationship, right? So we want to see them um, really as having more in common than we have differences. They are fellow sinners, fellow sufferers, and they have inherent value just because they're made in the image of God. Few, if any of them, I would say are believers. Um, there are probably a couple of older students, I would say three or four, that have a functional grasp of the gospel, and I've seen some change all close, in fact, with a story from one of them. But most of them, you know, they're hungry and they're bored, and so they come to Phillips Club to eat and to play. Uh, here's, the, here's the future direction of our ministry. Like I said, we have been, you know, mainly just kind of receiving kids in, establishing relationships. This summer, what I want to do, and, and this will kind of give you an idea of what you could help with, if you would uh, so be called, is kind of transfer this into more of a mentoring program where we're going to advertise to other families, people that you might meet out in the park, uh, our neighborhood, uh, just like Minnesota, right, it just comes to life in the summer because people say, oh, we only got a couple months of this, right? Uh, everybody is hiding and there's, it's like you think nobody lives there in winter. But man, in the summer, people are out and about and there's just tons of opportunities to meet families and to meet kids at the park. So what we want to do is, is say, hey, there's a mentoring program. We would love to get your child hooked up with a volunteer. We don't have enough for everyone, but if you would be interested in that, we want to ultimately see your child become a disciple of Christ, but we want to just see them become a mature young man, a woman. And parents are, are not opposed to that. In fact, I, I remember meeting one family and I was absolutely baffled. I, was, I wasn't even, I actually didn't want to talk to this woman. I was coming to take some, some 
forms for some different children to, to sign. And she said, hey, what, what do you have there? And I'm, I'm just, you know, the fear of man is coming in. I'm thinking, oh, I'm going to have to talk about Jesus. This is going to be awkward. And uh, I said, well, we just, we just have a, you know, an after-school program. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. yeah it's, it's, you know, something we talk about Jesus, too. And she says, oh, well, I, I'd like one of those, too. Signs up her kids in the moment. Sends them off with him. Just met me, right? Knew me for maybe 30 seconds. And says, take my kids for two hours. So those are the types of, of families and needs that were around. But what you guys would be doing, which would be not, not super glorious, I'll have to confess, but it'd be helping out behind the scenes, helping with the meal preparation, setting up, cleaning up. Um, we, you know, I think if we had the manpower, there are tons of willing businesses in the cities that would be, that would love to offer food, services, but we just don't have the time to call them up and say, hey, you know, would you be willing to do this? But, but uh, in the past, Chipotle has given us tons of meat, but we just weren't able to pick it up uh, always frequently enough. So that's something that we'd love to do to be able to, to get them. And then just organizing events. Uh, we just had last night, in fact, if I seem a little scattered, uh, we had a, an end of the year sleepover. So the men were at uh, my house and the women were at another house. And my wife uh, said that their, their evening was a little bit rougher. They had one girl who's a little bit hard-hearted. She's had a very, very, uh, a life full of a lot of suffering, I guess, let's put it that way. But she kind of stormed out and, and ran into the park and they had to take her home eventually. Um, she still was up this early this morning and uh, one of the girls sent me a, a picture of my wife sitting in a recliner. I should, I should pass it around my phone. Uh, it's a joke. But uh, she's sitting in a recliner just reading the Bible with this, this first grader, you know, who otherwise, I mean, would never have, you know, been in the Word on a Saturday morning. So uh, I'd love to have you guys come in and share testimonies as well. I think the more uh, ways that these kids can hear how the love of God invades a life and changes it, the better. Um, they're getting familiar with what the, what the idea of a Christian is, but most of them have no categories for this. So we'd, I'd love to have you guys work on maybe sharing a very brief you know, two-minute testimony where they could say that. But uh, truth is, just like it is in our own heart, change is super slow, right? So if you're coming into a ministry where you're only involved for two months, what we most want you to serve is the other long-term relationships that are there. Unfortunately, all these children have rotating adults in their lives already. Um, I asked one time, how many of you have your biological father in the home? And out of a room of about 25, one girl raised her hand, and her mother is not her own. Uh, and they, they even, even with explanation, unfortunately, the absence of an adult communicates to them a lack of care. So that doesn't mean that you can't come and help and love them. We, we want to communicate to them as much as possible. You are loved, and, and we would share, hey, here are some friends that are with us. Um, and, you know, these people are in college, and they are interested in going to college. We'd love to have you share about that. But to be honest, you know, we don't want to have you come in super involved and then leave and they think, well, oh, these Christians, they don't really care for me. They're gone, right? But there are, there are other ways that that would look um, to serve our ministry. So feel free to ask me any questions because I, I, I put this together. And I feel like there's probably gaping holes of information. But uh, I want to share with you just a couple of, I don't know, difficult stories because uh, to be honest, uh, I mean, this is a small enough group that I, I know you guys have your different tracks, but it would, it would probably not be helpful if everyone came. But if you feel like this is something 
in your heart that you know you're interested in children, interested in your urban youth, great. But if you're kind of on the fence, I would say that's all right, man. There are there are other ways, you know, to be involved this summer. Pray for us. Um, but let me show just a, a couple of difficulties. You would think, I mean, there are things of, of kids just mouthing off to you, you know, repeatedly saying, uh, I'm, I'm never coming back here again, right? Like every week they say that. <laughs> I'm never coming back here again anytime they're called out on, on uh, things that they shouldn't be doing. And that's, that's obviously hard, but I think the harder part is just the brokenness that you actually have to participate in and, and bear the burdens of. So, for example, uh, my wife, uh, actually her involvement in this ministry began through mentoring um, a little girl from, uh, from our neighborhood who was going to Hope Academy. She was connected with her through church. Well, that girl went to see her biological father in December in Mexico. Um, she has had five different father figures in the course of her life. She's a third grader. And... Uh, January comes and we we're talking with her mom and we're saying, oh, when, when, is, when is Sarah coming back? Oh, maybe February. Oh, and then we asked her in February, when's she coming back? Oh, maybe, maybe March. I'm trying to work it, work it out with biological dad. So this is her mom and biological dad kind of arguing. She still isn't back and I don't know if we'll see her again, to be honest. Um, and my wife has, uh, you know, she's poured her heart into this girl and communicated Christ's love, but I don't know if she'll come back. You know, uh, there are <clears throat> there's a junior in high school, and I've we've probably known him for about six years, uh, and almost every weekend at church for the last year and a half, two years, I have told him that he needs either to be in the sanctuary or in Sunday school because he just loves the free Wi-Fi at Bethlehem, <laughs> and uh, it's uh, <laughs> that's not so much of a broken story, but. Um, here's a guy who's, you know, he's hearing the messages. We're talking to him about um, what, what Christ's call in his life would be. And he has uh, met, a, met a girl online. He's always had these online relationships. This time, this, this woman was actually local. They meet, known each other for less than a week. He has sex for the first time. Comes to me along with his girlfriend and his wife saying, we don't, we don't know if we're, we might be pregnant or we're scared. And I'm thinking, man, what have you been hearing? Anything we've been talking about for the last six years? Um, and yet, yet we want to continue to love him and walk beside him, you know? Um, the children that you would meet, many of them get themselves up for school because moms are just, have lived horrible lives of suffering as well, and they don't have the energy to get their, their own kids up. So they're responsible for getting themselves up in the morning, getting dressed and getting to school, and they miss a lot of school as a result of it, and social services is, is called. But I'll leave you with two, two stories of hope, okay? Uh, one story, I'll, I'll use this boy's name because he would be happy to, to share with you. There's a freshman at South High School, um, not too far from here, who is, his name is Amadeus. He was with us last night at the sleepover, and uh, we've probably known him for about three years. He three years ago, um, was on the fringe of our ministry, if he would even come. We maybe would see him in the park, he'd be in a part of it, and then he'd just kind of storm off in anger. Uh, he was, as Titus describes how we once were, one who was hated by others and hating others. He lived to instigate fights. Uh, he got kicked out of school several times. Um, 
basically he was really good at annoying people and he knew it and that's kind of what he what he lived for because he, he didn't have much more going my friend Tony um, has been investing in Amadeus uh, for the last couple of years and Amadeus this morning prayed over breakfast thanking God for the Father's love for us and uh, he hasn't arrived his grades are better but they're not great uh, he still has a really messed up home life. Um, he's, he can still be a punk just like the rest of us. But I would I would say he's one of uh, of a few that that actually knows the Lord, and there's a dramatic change. But I would have I would have said this is a this is a, a kind of a Dylan Klebold. Maybe that name doesn't ring a bell. Kind of a a, a school shootout kind of kid, right? He's going to show up one day in his like video game outfit and going to shoot it up. And praise God, that's not that's not where he is. Uh, one last story that kind of talks about what we'd be inviting you into. There's a, a young girl who, <laughs> and this is kind of funny and kind of sad because she didn't quite get the lesson of, of this um, Bible story, but my friend Tony was sharing a Bible story. He ended it with an illustration, and they actually had physical invitations. So he's talking about, right, the end of the Bible, this huge wedding party, huge party. Everybody's invited, right? People from every tribe, tongue, nation. And... Uh, he says, we, we're, you're invited to the party. Jesus has invited you. So he and his wife created, Tony, um, created these little invitations, just like a birthday party, right? Like to so-and-so. You put, put your name in, uh, what, this event, you know, who, you know, when, when is it for the rest of, you know, eternity. <laughs> so after, after the conclusion of that night, this girl who was a, a second grader came up to me, and she had filled out her invitation. And she said, Brendan, we're coming we're coming, and she, she handed it to me. <laughs> and uh, she said, y'all gonna be picking us up for this then? <laughs> and uh, she just said, oh, they are, huh? We're taking as many of you as we can. So she didn't get the lesson, but <laughs> she, uh, I think she, she's there, you know, knowing that we want her to come. Well, I guess Frank kind of set the tone with the crying up here, huh? <laughs> we, uh, we, we want to be the smile of God for these children. They have so many adults that are just calling them out. And, and it's easy to jump on that, right? How many things do they do wrong, like nonstuff? Like, put that down, stop that, sit still, right? Um, but, uh, you know, when Jesus is baptized and uh, the Father's voice is hearing, you know, you're my beloved son, with you I'm well pleased, we want to we wanna communicate that smile of God, that love to them. Um, we want to be ambassadors. Basically, the, the arms and the voice of Jesus, it's blessing these children that we read about uh, to start here. So if you guys have questions, I'd love to, um, I don't know, even know how many, it's probably been more than 15, 20 minutes, so maybe I should sit down and maybe feel free to tell me. But if you guys have anything you want, you want to, questions you want to ask, um, one thing I guess I didn't mention that I should is that you, you do need a background check through Bethlehem, um, and Nick can arrange that if you'd like to serve with Phillips Club for the summer. But any questions, thoughts, Nick? Go ahead. So the way I was thinking about it with LeBrandon, um, could, could there be two types of people? One type of person, hey, I want to jump in just for the summer, and a second type of person, hey, I'd like to jump in for the summer and I could see myself doing this longer term. Would yeah, you, yeah, absolutely. Those categories work? Yeah, absolutely. In fact, uh, if it was something that you were more interested in long term and you know you're even going to be here in the cities, um, I would, I would approach that differently. And in fact, maybe the, the families we would meet this summer, Lord willing, um, we could, we could 
and arrange you to be hooked up with a, a mentee. Uh, one unique thing about our, our ministry, not, not every single volunteer, but most of the volunteers in our ministry are also in a small group together, or I suppose it would be kind of a similar to a D group. Um, those I think those are gender specific though, right? And so it'd, it'd be like a co-ed D group. And uh, that's been sweet because most small groups that Bethlehem have been involved in have been, have been good, but with the goal of knowing each other and being known, caring for each other and caring for, for others. Like when you see person one time a week at best, like that's really hard. We see each other at least twice and we're in ministry side by side. And so the sin is spilling out in my heart and I have to come to my brother or sister and say, man, I was so angry at so-and-so tonight. You know, will you pray for me? Will you help me with this? And it's really been uh, a privilege to kind of live life with these brothers and sisters uh, in ministry. And I think that'd be something that we would invite you into too, if you were looking into long-term ministry with us. What days do you generally? Yeah, that's a great question. Monday night is when our uh, our, our program uh, is. Our uh, events have been basically any night. Uh, weekends would probably be uh, the time we'd be doing those. And I have thrown out, and at times the kids have kind of seen they're too cool for school, and other times they've been interested. But I, I'd, I'd love to see like a talent show. Um, Maybe at the end of the summer, we could we could invite families in. Um, one thing we've recognized is without the families on board, we really are pretty limited. You know, you have two hours, three hours a week with a kid at most, and you know the rest of their their hours are are in a very dysfunctional, hard uh, home. And we want their parents to be on board and um, to know Jesus too, right? It, I mean, if if one thing when you're trudging through the Bible and you get to those genealogies, you know, you think, well, I don't even have to read this, but if one thing, uh, you know, God saves families. God works through families and even um, the most broken of families, right, as Genesis shows. So there's hope. Thank you for listening to this message from Campus Outreach Minneapolis, the college ministry of Bethlehem Baptist Church in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Feel free to make copies of this message to give to others, but please do not charge for these copies or alter the content in any way without written permission from Campus Outreach Minneapolis. For more information, we invite you to visit us online at cominneapolis.org.